Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast. I'm the LA Nerd, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salem. Hey, yo. And Lawrence Burling. Hi, friends. Uh, look, before we start, I want to give a quick shout out to the dude at 7 Eleven today who paid for my beer. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, I was just like standing in line waiting to buy beer, and he turned around and he was like, Hey, did you already buy that? And I didn't say this, but in my head, I was like, No, I'm waiting in line again to give them my review. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but i was like no man not uh not yet and he was like oh, okay cool put it on my tab and uh yeah he bought me some beer so just quick shout out to that guy sweet uh, thanks bro nice. taylor taylor in did in let's let's dedicate these sweet smooth jams to this guy ready go wooka wooka Really, felt really good about that one, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, if he put a lot of put it, a lot of energy into that one. If he if he could have heard it, he probably would have been uh, very pleased. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, okay, who wants to uh, what they've been watching first? Um, I don't know. You guys can I, go first. I can go first. Yeah. I only have two things. Um, besides one that I know you're gonna bring up joel so um i watched all of teenage bounty hunters on your request Um, or recommendation i guess rather Mm -hmm. no Um, it was our request yeah that's true please please watch this (laughs) um i liked it it was it was kind of a slow build for me to get into it yeah um but you know especially the last few episodes really left me hooked to find out what happens on season two yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, now that we, yeah. Now that we've all seen it, we can talk about it. So spoilers for the show if you guys yeah. haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, we find out that she's not a twin of uh her sister. Um mm-hmm. so that yeah. leads me to wonder like how do they and and I'm I'm all for the surprise. I understand that like the story shock value, but they've played into them being able to have like the twin speak the whole season. Uh which Yeah. So, so I, I wonder if it just like because well, I also wonder, like, are are they really the same age? Like, right. yeah. what's going to happen with that? Did they just randomly get pregnant at the same time? Um, or or what? Because maybe, I guess maybe if they were raised from the moment they came out of the womb together. Yeah. They potentially like, could have developed like it. Twins. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I definitely think all those questions are valid. For me, I was just kind of like really taken aback by by how like kind of like you said, Lauren, how much this this show really hooks you um, at the end. You know what I mean? And and I always thought that the the whole like like you said, twin speak idea was like a really cool thing. And and you think it's just a stylistic thing. And and what's so brilliant about the ending is it actually like justifies it in in at least in a, a storytelling sense. Like we don't quite know the logic of it yet but in in a storytelling sense like it was just a really nice payoff to something that you feel like is kind of just like a fun little gag that they do throughout the series um i mean i'm definitely all in for season two i really like i said i love these characters i love the writing the interaction that they have the way it's like really really modern and it's again not like um necessarily like a like a 
it's 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 a movie or a show with Christian values for sure, but it's approaching it in a less sort of cliched and like um, normal oh, I think way. They're definitely making fun of these. Oh, well, these Christian values. I think. I think I, some of uh, some of it they are. I, I think sure. there's a, a certain amount of poking fun at religion, you know, especially Christianity. Um, but I also think it's sincere too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's like straight out like trying to parody or satirize Christianity. I, I think it's just kind of like sort of poking at those holes um, that may exist, like within a particular you know religion or whatever. Um, yeah. To be fair, I guess I don't know Genji Cohen's. Um, like religion, but I, mm-hmm. I, I could not imagine her being um, a Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it it seemed to me yeah, like while sure. while not like mean satire, it to me it didn't really seem genuine. It was just like they were. I I saw it as like they were making fun of how kids in Christian schools would act. With you, you know, like they had like the stereotypes of like mm-hmm. uh, like. There's clearly like the gay kid who's there for like you know like he should like he probably doesn't want to be at the Christian school. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I saw it as like kind of stereotype of a Christian school. Got you. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think I agree with Taylor that it like it it has its moments where I think it is it does have that sincere of like the better values <laughs> of Christianity, um, and then. Yeah, but then it does have those moments where it's like, but what about this giganto loophole? Like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite bits, I think, is when they have to create the, uh, like, not like the houses, but they have to create, like... The uh, structure, like the buildings? The, like, Bible buildings. And yeah. one of the guys is like, I'm doing the cross. Jesus lived on it for three days. And you're like... Yeah. <laughs> Ah, dude seriously they like this kid <laughs> yeah and the, the whole the whole sequence where they're in spanish class and he's like talking um talking to her and they're like having the conversation and he's like it's just so funny like it's and see like i think that de- the show definitely plays with those stereotypes and some of the minor 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 like non-important supporting characters like tertiary characters kind of don't really like they're definitely cliched in one note but I think the yeah. main characters they do a really good job of like setting those characters up as stereotypes and then flipping it on its head and on its head or at least adding dimensionality to those characters um that you don't necessarily see coming, you know what I mean? Um and and there's definitely a lot of that in in the show which I appreciated. So Yeah, man, absolutely. And hey, shout out to uh I I don't know if I did this last week, but if I did, shout out again to uh the showrunner for You're the Worst directed episode 10, Stephen Falk. Nice. Uh, so what up what up what up always oh, yeah. forever. Nice. huge fan of him always and forever definitely all right lauren let's skip your second one because i'm going to talk about it too we can talk no, about i have it. another one in addition to that. oh you have another one all right cool yeah. Yeah. go ahead um my other one is earth to ned have either of oh, you been watching this no, no i've heard about that yeah yeah so it's on disney plus it's the new henson show um i've friend of mine shout out mick morgan ignis um is one of the puppeteers for the main character oh, ned that's awesome. um but if you haven't watched it it's essentially a chat show like a late night chat show hosted by an alien called ned um and it's i find it really hilarious i honestly think the targeted demographic is like us uh like industry younger industry professionals yeah um because it definitely has a a little bit of a dark humor and an industry related humor um and kind of pokes fun at at all of it 
um, and they have different celebrity guests on uh, each episode, and each episode is also themed, um, which I found to be oh, that's fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. So like they have a Star Wars episode, um, and they have like some of it is like Ned and and Cornelius, who's his sidekick, um, learning different Earth things like social media and stuff like that. So um, interesting. I love it. It's you know they're short episodes, they're like twenty four minutes or whatever. Um, so it's really easy to get through the whole first season pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and you know, kind of just put it on. You know, I don't know. I I love I loved it. I laughed out loud. Like, awesome. Oh, multiple yeah. episodes. That's cool. Like, I chuckled. You didn't just sure. breathe heavily through so, your nose. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it definitely sounds like kind of a comfort food show, which is definitely nice in times like this. That's for yeah, sure. yeah. It's definitely a nice like change of pace um, and just kind of light, refreshing, fun to, to yeah. throw on. Definitely. Sounds really sweet. So that that's got me interested. Yeah, it is. It's it's really sweet, but like I said, it does kind of have some dark humor to it, also. Yeah, which is so, good. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I've got D- Disney Plus too. Thanks, Taylor. Um, <laughs> no problem, I'll dog. Check it out. I'll I'll check it out as well. Uh, okay, now we'll skip your last thing, and yeah. then we'll come back around to it when I get there, Taylor. Yeah. So that means you're up. Oh sweet. Um, okay, yeah, I've been watching a few things. I've been. Uh, I've been pretty busy these last few weeks, but I've managed to catch catch a couple things here. Um, I guess the, to start, the first and most notable thing that I watched recently, I would say probably a couple of days ago now, um, but uh, I finally had a chance to check out Chernobyl. Um, this is the HBO miniseries yeah. that kind of literally and metaphorically blew people away last year. Um, and have either I hope of you it didn't kill anybody? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, well, the movie, it's, uh, the show itself, definitely not. But uh, <laughs> the incident's a, a different matter entirely. Um, uh, Joel, I know you've uh, checked this out. Lauren, have you seen any of this? Yeah, I tried I, to. <laughs> I have not. Uh, I was intrigued, but I wasn't entirely sure if I could stomach it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely very uh, heavy and it's very intense um, experience, that's for sure. Um but yeah, I mean this this show is 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 um everything that people have said it was. You know, um it's it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like you know, everybody to a certain extent like knows about Chernobyl and and knows about what happened. But, you know, like Craig Mazin, the writer of the series who also did like the ha- some, the Hangover movies, like he's written, you know, Identity Thief with Melissa McCarthy, you know, a I don't lot of that. What's that? Oh, wow. I said, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I mean, he's been writing a long time in the industry, and, you know, he's definitely hasn't had anything up to this quality. So when, you know, this came out and people were praising it, it was it was, it was was really nice to, like, finally see him step up and do something really, really prestigious, you know? Um, and, and the question that he brought up, uh, because they actually have a podcast that accompanies every episode of the show where Craig Mazin basically goes into detail kind of talking about like the things that happened, the things that are real sort of, you know, the, the storytelling changes that were made, a lot of these different things. And wait, he wait, said, there are other podcasts. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, huh. Yeah. None like ours though. None like ours, Joel. I can, I can promise that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but point being is when he, he basically, you know, everybody knows about Chernobyl, but the question is why, right? Why yeah. did this happen? How did this happen? And that's essentially what the show goes into, and it's really fascinating. I mean, one thing I really appreciate about this is is sort of the brevity of it, because I honestly think any more than five episodes in this, 
um, probably would have been like too morose and too intense um, for people to handle. I mean, it is the first two episodes are like, holy fuck, you know, and like the music is in particular is really just like these like kind of ambient sounds that are building tension throughout the whole episode. It's just really, really, really well written and really effective filmmaking overall. Um, you know, I would definitely recommend this to people, but you know, it's, it's again, it's not an easy watch. Um, but it is a fulfilling watch and, and what I find most fascinating, and obviously this is something that the show points out right away and that people have, have come on to is this show is essentially like about lies. The, the, what the tagline of the show is what are the cost of lies? You know what I mean? And I think that's really pertinent considering what's going on in this country right now. And ironically enough, Mazin actually wrote this before the 2016 presidential election. So I swear, I thought you were about to say he he actually wrote this before Chernobyl, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> "No, what? man, he was he was like ten when Chernobyl <laughs> happened," um, as he as he mentions. But but point being is is you know it's 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 really interesting to see how this show is about one thing, and the theme the themes of it are about something completely modern and and relevant. Yeah. And for that reason, I think it's actually a, a necessary watch. Um, you know, even. Uh, how hard it is to stomach but yeah it's just really 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 good um and i'd love to talk to you guys a little bit more about this if if you're if joel you're willing to to finish it and uh and lauren you're if willing to watch awake, it yeah yeah uh, where, go ahead where is it available to watch now it's on hbo above um, oh, yeah, yeah so okay. um i will say that one thing i really appreciated about this just before i move on is that the show actually like basically the the show starts with the the blast the explosion and, you know, as opposed to taking like a whole episode to like introduce characters and, and you know, build everything up like it essentially does that right away. And then again, it's sort of, you know, it's about what happened and, and sort of culminates with like, you know, providing some sort of answer to that. And uh, yeah, so just really, really awesome. Uh, I also had a chance to check out Bill and Ted's uh, or sorry, Bill and Ted face nice. the music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, have you either of you guys seen this yet? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, okay, yeah. Saw I... a tiny bit of it on one of the other drive-in screens. Ooh, but... nice! Oh, like a corner, <laughs> corner piece of it. Yeah, I just like looked over yeah. and I was like, "Oh, that's Bill and Ted." Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I was like, I need some, you know, much like you were just talking about. Um, I needed some comfort food, you know. I wanted something, you know, a little, a, a, something fulfilling, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, this movie is is everything um, that I think we hoped it would be. It's not perfect by any means, but um, you know it's it's just really sweet, um, enough sentimentality to not be like too um, sort of overbearing. But um, you know, uh, it, it's just really it's just a really great culmination to the series. Um, you know, of course, Keanu and Alex Winter are wonderful together again. It it is kind of interesting to see like the the jump between the second movie and the third movie. Um, in terms of like the gap in those characters' lives and like what's right. been, what's happened and and sort of filling that time in, um, but it's really interesting too because I know and they do and the girls in in the movie um, Samara Weaving and, and Bridget Lundy Payne are, are easily the creme de la creme of the like they are the the best part about the movie in terms of oh, nice. um, in terms of That's the cool. acting and the performances. Um, but yeah, I mean it's basically a combination of 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 uh, excellent adventure and bogus journey. Um, with a few new elements put in, so I thought that was really fun. It's not perfect, like I said, by any means, but um, but I enjoyed it, and I think it's worth watching. Right now, you can rent it on iTunes for twenty bucks, or you can freaking purchase it for twenty five. And so I was like, I'm just gonna buy it because I'll probably end up watching this again. So nice. 
we'll see um you know how that holds up but beyond that uh, i also watched a movie called the binge did we talk about this trailer on here i can't remember i don't know yeah so it's it's basically a movie it blends together it's like a, is that the parody of the purge? Yeah, well, it's not really a parody. It's okay. it's kind of it's 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 its own thing, you know. It's kind of like how Happy Death Day is to Groundhog's Day. It's not necessarily a parody, but it's like you know that same concept in a different genre. But yeah, yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's, essentially, it's like the the purge, but you know, alcohol, alcohol and drugs oh, are outlawed in America. Yeah. And I think you did. I think you did talk about this. Yeah, and there's basically. Um, there's basically one night where they're free to do like whatever they want and they call it the binge. Um, I thought the premise of this movie was really, really enticing. I mean, the premise alone was like, okay, I want to watch that. Um, the movie itself is, is okay. Um, it's not great. I don't think it quite fulfills, uh, the, the, the promise of said premise, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I think it's worth a watch. Um, but definitely not like a, a revolutionary team, a teen comedy by any means. Um, uh- Question, are we not just supposed to do all the drugs and alcohol we want whenever we want? Yeah, I mean, hey, that's that's the, that's the, that's life, man. Um, gotta, your life is one big binge. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go to the doctor. I'll be right back. Every yeah. night is binge night. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, I have two more things that I watch on Jesus Netflix. Christ, that are, I know, <laughs> but hey, dude, I got to get through this stuff. Uh, finally had a chance to check out The Old Guard with Charlize Theron. Oh, I um, really good thing. Yeah, interesting premise. I thought the movie was fine. Uh, it didn't quite win me over, honestly. I think the, the movie is essentially a setup for what the premise claims to be in the movie, um, which is essentially like a team of like su- immortal superheroes. And they're not really superheroes. Their power is their immortality. But I found that a little bit frustrating when it's almost like a prequel to like what the 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 the, the movie that you were promised. But nevertheless, it was really it was it was it was decent. Uh, there, the action was good. There was enough to keep me in. Um, also worth noting that biggest comic book movie ever to be directed by a black female director at seventy million dollars. Now that's not going to hold for long oh, wow. because we have uh, Nia DaCosta doing Captain Marvel two. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, again, not perfect, but um, but fun, but a fun action romp. Better than uh, better than Extraction. We'll we'll put it that way. <laughs> um and then i've also joel i know you've been playing a little bit but i've uh indulged in the tony hawk one and two remake which which i absolutely love and i don't want to go on forever about it but i think it's a totally wonderful nostalgia trip in the best kind of way the, the mechanics are a little bit wonky at times in this game but overall no, it's, but it's, that's the point of the nostalgia the controls are just as bad as they were oh, when we played them the first time no there's just a <laughs> they're not even bad the controls are good but it's just they're a little bit buggy no, at not. times <laughs> um well it depends uh, when you play play Tony Hawk one, dude, and 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 we'll have a different conversation. <laughs> that movie, the, that movie, that game was really buggy. Um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, worth buying if you played the original games. Um, and then finally, got a chance. And Joel, I want to ask you about this uh, to watch the NFL kickoff weekend this weekend, which was like such a wonderful. We did watch some football this weekend. Reckoning, welcoming of twenty twenty. Like this is one of the the. the the best things that's happened to me in the last few months in terms of just lifting my spirits because it just almost kind of felt like we were back to normal in a certain respect. And, uh, I mean, you know, obviously I have my thoughts on the games and the teams this year, but I, I just really enjoyed having football back. Joel, what did you think? Yeah, man, it's very weird being a nerd that likes football. Um, I mean, because, you know, I get shit from both sides, from both camps, but, uh, 
No, man. Anytime, anytime the Rams are back, yeah, you know, you know, I'm a fucking happy camper. Oh yeah, Rams um, are back, baby. Look, a lot, a lot of the games, most of the games did not have players. Players, <laughs> they didn't have players. What the? How are they doing it? Yeah. Uh, most games didn't have uh, attendees. Was the word I was looking for? Yeah. Um, but the opener on Thursday night, the Indeed. Kansas City Chiefs versus. Um, I don't know whoever they beat the, uh, the Houston the, Texans. The Texans, who are like pretty, probably pretty uh, dumbfounded about trading away Watkins at this point. No, uh, or um, Watson. Hopkins. No, no, Hopkins. Hopkins sorry, Hopkins. I don't know how I mix those names together. Uh, anyway, Warren's like the fuck. <laughs> I know. Um, they I had their cardboard cutouts at the stadium. That's all I know. No, no. no. Yeah. So at this at this game at the season opener, yeah. there were attendees at the game. Yeah, um, about twenty percent. Yeah, and then it proved capacity. to be a bad choice for them to do it because they the stadium booed when they did like a like unity yeah, like a like moment of unity for like uh, black lives matters and i was like this is why you don't let fucking people in the midwest show up to football games right now yeah yeah which you know on a totally unrelated note it also proves that it was never about the anthem or the flag but that's you it's know never been yeah. i digress fucking yeah flag. exactly i know well they no wear well, the flag obviously not to do that obviously do we know time. that obviously we know that joel but nevertheless um yeah so i just totally enjoyed it but yeah that's everything i've been watching joel what do you got Dope, yeah, man. I'll just continue on the football one a little bit. Uh, the Rams won. Let's talk about that. So, hell yeah, beat the Cowboys because Cowboys fucking suck. A little Dak bit controversial, Prescott's, but... Dak Prescott's best fucking receiver is the ground because he loves throwing to it all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was pretty funny. Receiver. It was pretty funny how everybody's talking about C.D. Lamb like this whole offseason, like Lamb, 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 and then the first thing he does in the NFL is get a penalty. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Look, I don't I, I I understand the whole like oh Jalen Ramsey is the best actor or whatever. But it's pretty funny actually. The Rams looked that they looked fresh, they looked new, they looked like a better team than, than they did last year. They yeah. look almost like they did the season before when they went to the Super Bowl. So I'm not yeah. gonna say anything prematurely, but uh, we won. That's it. That's all I want to say. I don't care to talk about all and, of the sports because I'll be doing that on my new podcast tomorrow. Everybody. Oh, shit. And Los Angeles League 3. I'll let you guys know more about that later. And Tom Brady lost. So that's another important thing that we must. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers now and he fucking sucks. So oh, he, he fucked up pretty hard, but they still have a chance. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I watched uh, the first two episodes of Lovecraft Country. I know there's what, four out now. That's um. Out. Look, it's an interesting premise. I like the character so far. I that second episode was just so and I know it's I know it's Lovecraft, but that that second episode was so fucking weird yeah. that I like uh I don't know. I'm going to have to talk myself into continuing the series. Um but I probably will because a lead actor in that show we'll be talking about a little bit later and it's exciting as fuck. So that'll probably hype me up to continue watching. Absolutely. Um, other than that, the, the, I mean, work has finally been picking up. So I've been working more than I've been watching. Thankfully. Um, I, uh, I get, ah, there's gotta be one more thing I watched before I say the boys. Um, <laughs> Way to build it up, Joel. Way to build it up. <laughs> I watched, uh, I fucking, if you don't, if you listen to this podcast regularly, that's not a surprise to yeah. you. Um, oh, I watched um, this Netflix show called Woke, or was it Hulu show? Mm-hmm. Mm. Woke with um, Hulu. Hulu. I mean, now I feel really bad for not knowing the actor's name, but it's the dude that plays Winston in New Girl. Um, oh, yeah. 
he's in it and it's about a pretty and this is this this might sound bad coming from me but this is how like they premise it in the show it's like a pretty successful like whitewashed african-american man who like is in like the corporate world and he doesn't really like identify with like the wokeness of like some of his fellow black uh not colleagues but like friends and like people that he hangs out with and then he gets misidentified as a mugger even though he looks nothing like the actual mugger and mm-hmm. then he kind of like goes through this like traumatic process of like fighting against the corporate system now because he was writing like really tame like what they wanted him to like write um i've only seen two or three episodes of that as well it's 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 really funny i mean it's got uh Blake from um oh my god why Workaholics? I? yeah it's got Blake from Workaholics mm-hmm. um and then it's got him so the show's pretty funny I liked it um my boys is, my boys is thinking about my mind my mind is just thinking about the boys let's just fucking talk about it <laughs> <laughs> like clearly clearly I I I intro the boys too soon um yeah. but go watch woke it's good I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet so if it ends up sucking in the end it's not my fault it's your fault for watching all of it <laughs> even though you're recommending boys. it so far <laughs> i'm recommending the first two episodes yeah um, the boys is back baby oh, yeah um it's been out for two weeks they dropped the first three episodes week one and then they dropped and 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 then it's weekly because fuck them um because god damn it of course it is uh i really 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 enjoy being back in this world um we're introed back into this post the seven uh fucking god damn it taylor hasn't seen it that's fine um, you can i mean light spoilers are okay like you know just don't go crazy on me yeah, yeah okay. i mean well, i've, I've watched the trailer so i kind of know like what the setup for the yeah. season is anyway we know that the deep was kicked out of the seven last season yes. um it's really funny to see his interactions with the boys and the people in the seven he's he kind of joins and this is a light spoiler he kind of yeah. joins like a cult church and so like yeah. He's kind of like trying to redeem himself by being like overly like sensitive and like nice. Yeah. Um, so like that that dynamic is really really fucking funny. <laughs> that is. Um, and then I would say the biggest change up this season is the new character, which is Aya Cash, also from You're the Worst, nice. uh, playing the character of Stormfront, which in the comic books is a male, but the character is still uh, intimately the same. Which uh, she's a piece of shit Nazi white supremacist. Um, yeah, there are bigger spoilers about her character that I will not talk about on the podcast for Taylor, but uh, she's gonna be a bigger bad guy than Homelander. I'll tell I'll tell you that. Damn, how's, yeah, it's, how's yeah, it's, a bigger character than him for sure? How's um, a lot to go to find out uh, about her, but what we have so far is kind of already like what the yeah. hell is happening gosh i need to watch this like as soon as possible i don't know why yeah, i've been man. spacing on it dude i should like i because so. you're too busy watching shit from fucking pre-2000s man I, no I dude I, all the stuff i brought up today was totally to, the, from this year or some from last technically, year but technically tony hawks pro skater one and two are from pre-2000s. it's a 2020 release bro it's the first two games <laughs> combined together so it counts as one <laughs> it's like a it's like a what is that um technicality save, what is that saving silverman where jack black's like if all the nachos are stuck together it counts as one it's that kind of yeah, thing yeah, you know yeah. um how uh how does black noir play into the second season so far that's one of my biggest questions going forward because i know what happens in the comics with that character so i'm very curious to see if they're gonna go that route or if they're gonna do something different 
So far, we're just getting kind of sprinklings of yeah. black noir. Got you. So that that feels like something that'll probably play out like in I don't later. think they're going to go the way of the comics, but he yeah. has a bigger role this season than he did last okay. season. For That's sure. good. I think That's next good. episode is going to be fairly centric around him. Good, good. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited yeah, for them to explore that character. So they're doing they've they're already doing a whole lot with like Butcher knowing where his wife is, um, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, they're, is it still well, the woman who was running Vought? Yeah. Be, yeah. 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 They're doing a lot of like the fallout of like Homelander killing her last season. Yeah. And uh, it's Giancarlo Esposito kind of like steps into that role in this dude, one, right? Bro, let me tell you, light spoiler, Gus is not afraid of Homelander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... people out of all the people in the show who are terrified of Homelander, there's just a scene where he goes, I don't fucking need you. And you're like, yeah. oh, God, he's so, so I'll, just, I'll just make another one of you, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One that's more obedient. Um, it's a really good fucking show. Dude, uh, makes me so, so excited. You need to watch it right now. Yeah. Lauren, unless there's anything you need to say about it. We are we we are so far into this fucking what we've been watching. Yeah, dude, that's um, good. I mean, other than I am liking season two even better than season one. Same. Um, and also I have been watching the after show. Oh, nice. How's that? Uh, talk a little well. bit about that. So yeah, I uh, it's hosted by Aisha Tyler, and she has different people from the show either in front of or behind the camera on each episode. Um, generally, I like it because it's kind of as um out there i guess as the show is um like there are no there are no boundaries on the after show as far as language or topics or anything like that um it really yeah pushes the envelope uh just as much as the show does nice um i think my one like critique of it is just that because they are just you know half hour episodes sometimes the pacing of it is a little awkward because they're just trying to get through everything so quickly um but but it's fun because you know you get to you know, hear some behind the scenes about each episode as it happens um and then uh you know sometimes they she plays games with them or like nice. there's just they they have fun with it also and there's little segments that they throw into that are kind of funny definitely well, so okay. i recommend watching it oh, yeah. uh, after each episode yeah i'll definitely yeah. be digging into that yeah, man, I I I do not suggest. I request that you watch all four of them tonight. Um, yeah, I, pro- I probably because I know because I know you'll fucking love it. I'll probably okay, end up doing that. The news, because yeah. there, believe it or not, there are other things happening in the world. Um, I know, right? Taylor, what's the first piece of news? Well, I guess the first thing that we that we should probably talk about is is the the big trailer of the past week and that is of course the uh, highly anticipated trailer for Denny Villeneuve's Zoom Dune. I, <laughs> I was going to say Zoom, I don't know why, Dune. They should uh, just call it Zoom. God, that was terrible. Um yeah, so what what did you guys think about the trailer? Uh yeah, the trailer was really good, man. Um Look, I always hate starting with a plug, but uh, I did do a trailer reaction for it on mm. uh, my YouTube channel. So if you guys want to go check that out, um, I I really I really liked it. I'm not, and I don't know why I'm not because I love you know I love sci-fi, but I'm not a huge Dune guy. You know, I've I think I've only seen uh, the '80s one like once. Yeah. Um, 
and I've not ever read the books. Uh, mm-hmm. My girlfriend tells me that I would love the fucking books, so I'm going to read them at some point, I guess, whenever I fucking have the time. Um, but the trailer looks awesome, man. You know, I'm not super sold on Timothy Chalamet, yeah. um, but he looks pretty solid in this movie, so I'm going to give him a shot. Everyone else obviously looks fucking amazing. The cast is stacked a hundred miles high, you know? Yeah. So I, it, it looks fucking great. Yeah. I don't have mm, really any knowledge on Dune at all. Um, but the trailer looks awesome. Like I definitely am interested in seeing it just based off of that. And like you said, with the stacked cast, like that is really what has me kind of intrigued to see all these people together in this weird world. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. I it's I I really enjoy sci-fi that's more than surface level, and yeah. everything I've heard about Dune and the books checks that box. Yeah. Um, so I'm in, I'm I'm excited to get into this new world um, because regardless of my hype brain that I had after seeing Rise of Skywalker which is kind of like post-orgasm brain where everything is just like amazing. Um, you know, like I originally loved The Rise of Skywalker, you know, now that I've separated myself from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. It's so fucking shallow. It's not good. And yeah. I'm excited to get back to good, deep sci-fi. Yeah. And uh, I think this could be it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if Blade Runner 2049 is any indication, like we're in for a we're in for a ride on this one, you know, and and and, you know, I come from from the same place to a certain respect as you guys. I do know a little bit more about the the sort of lore um, of this world and stuff like that. And I have seen the uh, the Lynch film way back in the day, but I was just like, what the fuck is this? You know, like it just didn't really (laughs) compute. And I think part of the reason behind that, and a lot of the reason why, at least from what I've read, a lot why a lot of people, or at least the purists of the book, don't like it is because it's basically just like an entirely different story, and just kind of yeah. takes some of the iconography of the story and and incorporates that. But you know, when you have Sting in a movie, like there's only so much you can uh, you can accomplish, you know. And that's not to <laughs> that's not to to hate on Sting, but he's not an actor, you know what I mean? Um, in my opinion, at least. So I mean, he's not an actor. Yeah, and 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 this story is pretty massive. I mean, it's basically like a political story, and it's basically set in the in in the in the distant future, where on this planet of it's called Arrakis, I believe. There's like yeah. this they call it the Spice uh, Melange or Melange. I don't know how you pronounce that properly, but basically the spice, um, essentially like enhances your 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 life and your mental abilities essentially makes people like superhuman to a certain respect. And so what happens is you have these families that are essentially like warring over the planet, which is the only place where the spice can be produced. And the spice comes from those huge, like sort of sandworms that, that that are hinted at at the end of the trailer. Um, So essentially it's like these two families. It's, it's as somebody actually put it perfectly. It's like Hatfields and McCoys in space with like, um, you know, uh, certain twists on that, but that's essentially what it is. The who? Yeah, the Hatfields and the McCoys. You've never heard of that? It's you were, can look it up. Those it's they're like a family who are basically like like warring to a certain respect. I I honestly haven't uh, I haven't looked into it for a while, so I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what it was about. Got but that. yeah, it's a, it's it's essentially the Hatfields and McCoys in space. 
Um, I really dug this trailer. I, I think it's cool because I'm a huge Villanueva fan as well as, like you mentioned, Joel, the cast. But my question for you guys is, like, do you think, like, someone who's not into film or just your average viewer, like, do you think this trailer is actually going to, like, hook people to come see this movie? Because this is a huge investment for Warner Brothers. I mean, this is, like, a, a $250 million adaptation of essentially half of the book. And it's pretty out there for some people. So I'm curious if you guys think the trailer did a good job of doing that. I'll let you go first. Um, I don't know. Honestly, it's been a few days since I watched it and I've only watched it the one time. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really fresh in my mind right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I hope it's not like a <laughs> Jupiter ascending situation. Uh, right. Seriously. Um, but, I mean, I feel like if people are into, like, Star Wars, Mad Max, stuff like that, at the very least, like, well, I, I feel like the trailer might hit them in kind of that regards as well. Got you. Them. Well, I mean, what did you, like, what, what, did this trailer make you want to see the movie, or did it intrigue you at all, or were you kind of just like, yeah. mm, that looks interesting, and, you know, even though you're not quite sure, like, what, uh, you know, the context of everything is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't know what's going on yeah. uh, in that world at all. But mm-hmm. just, I mean, the visuals of it alone and seeing some of the, the you know, especially the more well-known actors yeah. in some of their kind of yeah. bizarre characters. Yeah, like Albino Dave Batista. Yeah. 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 I'm cool definitely stuff. like, what is that about? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. And um. Yeah. I mean, there's this is definitely a teaser trailer, and there's there's a lot going on here. I mean, you have yeah. you you have a lot of characters in this movie, you know, that are all kind of intermingling with each other and stuff. Jason Momoa, you know, showing up. I will say the one yeah. thing that kind of bugged me about the trailer was like how sort of, um, like color timing wise and just color use in general, it was kind of just drab. I mean, it's meant to take place like I know it's meant to take place on a desert planet and all this shit, but. I just wish that there was a little more pop to the visuals in terms of the color palette and stuff like that. But, you know, that's kind of here nor nor there at this point. So my thought is that the trailer does more than it should to hook sci-fi fans. Um, If I understand correctly about the uh, IP is that it's not going to be an action movie. No, it's not. Um, So I think if like... I think if the question is, is did this hook people? I'm going to say it did hook people and they're going to be upset at the product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're going to be expecting something that it's not, you know, yeah. I, I, I understand what it's going to be and I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. Um, people are expecting like, you know, probably like dog fights in space and yeah. fucking like massive fucking sword battles. Mm-hmm. And it's um, from what I understand, it's more of like, you know, like a geopolitical intergalactic fucking space opera. Um, you know, it's yes. not going to be what I think the first trailer at least hinted at, which, you know, they showed a lot of fighting scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, a good a good comparison comparison in that respect is like imagine Star Wars, like the, especially the prequel trilogy with like all without all the action and adventure. Like it's just all about the politics. And that's kind of what I have a feeling like this movie is going to lean into. Um so I guess we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, I fucking, oh, I fucking the, love the trailer. Hopefully the next trailer is 
uh, or the full trailers make that a little bit more clear. Then. Oh, absolutely. And I think they will start to lay out the story in the next one. That's usually what happens. But I mean, you also have yeah. to remember this is a three and a half minute trailer and it's a teaser trailer. And it's like, I can't even imagine what a full trailer is going to look like. But um, I mean, they're not going to dissuade people from seeing the movie. So I don't see them ever straying from marketing this as an action movie they just want yeah. to go see it well i hope they don't pull a blade runner 2049 and, and market it like they I marketed that as an action movie and that's absolutely not an action movie it's no, you know it's God, a slow burn no. heady slow burn sci-fi film and and this is very much you know in that same vein so i just you know it's, it comes down to a marketing thing but we'll see yeah All um, right, what's next? so yeah speaking of dune that movie is supposed to come out october or sorry uh, december 21st um and basically tenet came out uh two weeks ago now staggered release came out internationally uh most theaters in new york are actually open at this point which is probably an issue but in la no theaters are open so the numbers came out originally warner brothers was being really shady about um you know what the actual numbers were uh they said somewhere around 20 million and what happened this week is we found out that Tenet, in fact, made only $10 million on its opening weekend. Um, wow. And this weekend made, let me see here, uh, fell 29% to $6.7 million. So in total, about 25 I will say internationally, it's made about 200 So that's a good start, but it hasn't even made its you know production and advertising budget back yet. So when that happened, um, essentially... A lot of big movies started to move. And one of those big moves was Wonder Woman 1984 went from sometime in October, I believe it was, to kind of really close to where Dune is at now. And so what that was telling everybody is, okay, well, Dune's probably going to end up getting pushed to uh, 2021. So I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on that, Um, you know, Tenet, as well as uh, the sort of movie release date reshuffle that's about to happen once again for like the fifth time this year. I mean, for me, like, those numbers are not surprising yeah. Um, because of, you know, the current state of our country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it is kind of disheartening that Warner Brothers felt the need to inflate their numbers as much as they did yeah well i think Um, i think it's not necessarily inflating their numbers i think it's more so like just trying to cover their tracks which you know does include the said inflation but it's a really weird strategy yeah it's it's very questionable and i don't really like that but um uh yeah the numbers don't surprise me at all uh As far as things moving around, um, yeah, it, I think it's just it's going to be really interesting the next you know four months to kind of see where things go because is is Black Widow going to get pushed again? Like, I mean, what all is going to happen? Uh, I just I want to want to see these movies. I know, you know right? To get if, pushed so much. I but. Know. If Trump wins, the world's fucking over anyway. So I'm just going to go to every theater on the planet and watch whatever movie I want because yeah. we're all going to die anyway. Yeah. There we go. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, we shouldn't we should we shouldn't be going to see them anyway. So no, I'm not surprised that it's being pushed. It sucks that Dune's going to come out way later. Um, I'm not surprised that all you know. It, to me, I I don't know when I'm going to go to a movie theater ever again. Well, um, yeah, and I, I think Joel that begs the question is like do you when do you think any of those movies that are coming out until December are going to have any chance of holding up or do you think we're not really going to be back in theaters 
um, in terms of you know new releases and stuff like that until you know the beginning of next year. Like I said, I th- this is not a political podcast. Yeah. I think if Trump, I think if Trump wins again, um, non blue states will push to reopen. Um, it might have a uh, uh, a limited release across the country, um, but uh, but but maybe not. You know, yeah. I don't see the studios releasing if like Los Angeles isn't going to show it. You know, like, if the big yeah. cities aren't going to show it, there's no reason to release it for fucking the people in North Dakota. What do they do for our country? You know, like, <laughs> fuck them. Um, You're funny, Joel. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, I don't see any movie like. Tenet went to drive in. I mean, fucking finally. Finally, yeah. I think you know, like I think that was the right choice. Uh, oh, did they wide release at drive-ins now? They did. Well, at least in LA, mission, so yeah. you in can still see oh, the mission okay. and yeah. Oh. But to you be know, like, we saw the wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It out was there. after. I yeah. Know, yeah. I know. Um, the way Nolan intended, be damned. Like it finally came out that way, you know, but. Unless they go wide drive-in release for everything, I no, yeah. I don't see these movies even coming out in December. Yeah, I think I agree. Wonder Woman will continue to get pushed and pushed even further. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like if they are going to do a right a wide drive-in release for these at the current timeline, like just based on the experience we had with. Uh, new mutants like they need to make sure it's formatted correctly for a drive-in screen because we couldn't see most of that movie yeah it was can still we t- so dark yeah can we talk about um, how can we talk about how we didn't bring up new mutants and what we i was watching just about was so bad i was just about well, to say weren't you supposed to talk about that joel <laughs> i didn't know if we were bringing it up separately like i uh, got what you was on that. well now so we'll talk about it bring it up separately and now <laughs> my plan's not to talk about it at all <laughs> you have to say something joel <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, like that yeah. movie itself aside, just looking at it, like, which, you know, Joel and I talked about it, like, it makes sense that they didn't drop more money on it to reformat that one. But yeah. all these other larger new releases, like if they don't, it's just, I feel like going to shoot themselves in the foot. So it's kind of yeah. that, you know, weighing you know, do we push off making more money further down the line or do we spend more money to potentially make more money now at drive-in? Yeah. Which I don't think makes a whole lot of sense. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if at least domestically things keep getting pushed. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, I don't see anything even getting released until January at minimum. And that's like a very, very generous, you know, um, outlook, if you will. And I do agree yeah. with you. I think it's definitely like in terms of the drive-in thing, like kind of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You know what I mean? Even even with the like I was talking to Joel before we cast it about like I was kind of I've been on the fence about seeing Tenet at the drive-in because I've heard that, you know, the sound mix is as per in, true to Nolan is freaking massively boisterous, you know, and the dialogue is really hard to understand. And, and you know, all these problems that he has with the sound mix are, are mixes are again once back on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't know if I want to sit through that in my car. Like, you know, we're talking I mean, about the picture, but the sound as well is not remotely close. That might work in your favor because yeah. you can turn it down when yeah. it's blasting and turn it up when the dialogue that's, hits. That's true. I want to blot yeah. all the speakers in my car because of Nolan's sound mix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely agree. I just think that, you know, the movie industry is kind of really trying to push things right now. And I get that internationally because it's a little better 
not in the USA. But here it's just, you know, um, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I mean, the only other option is push everything to VOD rentals. But... Yeah. Which is like a last resort, last final, you know, ultimate resort for them, yeah. I would assume. I mean, honestly, I would, as a, as a moviegoer, I would prefer that to drive in for a majority of the films. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as keeping that production level yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I mean, Absolutely. there are theaters open, not in LA that are in there California. There are in Southern yeah. California, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like fucking Eric Pang went to see Tenet in the movie theater last night. Jeez, <laughs> Jeez he's crazy, yeah. dude. In uh, San Diego. So I was like, damn, damn bro, you're fucking, you're fucking yeah, ballsy, dog. San Diego yeah. and I think some of Orange County-ish areas are, are open up as well. Yeah, yeah so who knows? But I agree with you that like that's not something we should be doing. Mm-mm. So yeah. we'll yeah. see what happens. Yep. Also, as a as of now, another notable release to have moved is Candyman, which was supposed to come out next month as well, and that's just b- b- basically right. been pushed to 2020 with a specific date TBD. So you mean 2021? 2021. Sorry, I'm all over the place. I mean, um, if there's any movie that could be released at home, I feel like a horror movie is definitely one of them. You know? Yeah. Well, that watching what, in your sure. own home with all the lights off, like that's like scarier than watching it at the fucking movie theater. Well, yeah. yes, but she also uh, Nia also released a statement saying like essentially like the themes of this movie are about like commonality between ourselves and like this shared experience. And she said okay. for that reason, like we really made this movie to be seen in a theater. And it's like, I understand that, especially when that. your themes yeah. kind of, kind of deal with that. So that was the explanation. She deserves it too. I, you yeah. Know, I, yeah. Exactly. I, mean, I, I would imagine that was probably a lower budget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was it like, might've been a higher budget for horror, but it was like 30, 20, 30 million, something like that. Yeah, so I feel like that's something that they could more easily sit on and wait for theaters to open. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, horror movies are are perfect for that. Uh, But moving on from this, um, we also learned this week that in Rise of Skywalker, uh, speaking of which you talked about, brought up so nicely laid out for us, Joel, earlier, um, (laughs) that, that, that Ray was almost a Kenobi. And not only that, they were sort of bouncing back and forth about who her what her heritage was going to be throughout production. Um, so I'm just curious your guys' thoughts on this. We don't have to stick on this one too long, but yeah, I think look, it's kind of like two, a post note that's big interesting. Things I really want to talk about. And we don't have much time. Yeah, with Lauren, I know. Uh, left. So uh, on this, I'm gonna say uh, fuck them. They didn't have a plan, so they deserve whatever the fuck you know. They suck. Yeah. They're the worst. Well, um, how do you not go into a trilogy not fucking planning it? So I don't care what she was gonna be. You didn't fucking plan it, so yeah. you did whatever the fuck you wanted, and it was bad. Get, f- fuck you. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just glad that you finally come around and see the light on that movie, Joel. Because I was the one when we re- when we re- uh, reviewed it was like this movie is not that good, you know. And it's like I'm just glad that I wasn't like super crazy in that respect. Um, so that that gives me a little bit of sense of fulfillment, Lauren. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a thought on it like it doesn't really make a difference to me either way honestly i i think the fact that she has any lineage that we know people from already yeah kind of was pointless yeah yeah we did like yeah i think it would have been stronger if she you know had just yeah great gotten her powers on her own and everything like ray ray nobody that kind of idea yeah Yeah. so but like you know like joel was saying with you know, they didn't have a plan. Yeah. 
How do you, you know, spend that money so with no plan? Throughout the whole, uh, all three movies, it's been frustrating because yeah. nothing's been cohesive. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's Star Wars, dude. They know it's going to make money no matter what. So that's that's the reason why that happened. Um, but people are also expecting it. And I think we've learned that like sp- spread apart Star Wars is far better than like trying to put out a movie every year. You know, it's not the 100%. MCU. Um, so moving on from that, we also learned well, hang that. On, hang on, I yeah. really, I really want to say, I wish Please. that. I really wish that with like reviewing things, we could do these things like months later. I know, right? You know, well, there's nothing. Had, to, there's nothing. Well, no, you have to be fucking timely, you know. Because well, like I've I've learned this, I've learned this with uh, you know the Amazing Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. movies and stuff. So like, I'm I'm so hype in the moment that I just I'm enjoying the new content as I'm receiving it. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And then afterwards, I'm like, God, that was that sucked. But like, yeah. I'm I'm not the kind of person to like hate things in the moment unless they're like real bad just yeah. just god just god fucking really awful. egregious yeah yeah you know so like i'm like oh yeah fucking new star wars like you know when he pulls the lightsaber from behind him, i'm like ah oh, that's dope yeah you know totally like, and, and in dude, my head i'm just fanning out but totally. like, realistically it's not a good movie absolutely so i wish like in our industry like we didn't have to review things like as they happen because i've had to walk back yeah well dude there's a pretty a pretty solid amount of things there's there, dude like, it's and i don't you, go ahead lauren I was going to say, I feel like if you preface everything with right now in this moment, this is my opinion on this movie. Well, I, and I, I think that's, that's kind of unnecessary. Like, I think that should go without saying, right? Like in my opinion, like we're allowed to change our minds on things. Like that's the beauty of cinema is you can look at it one way and then you can come back at it from a different perspective years or months down the line and see something different. It's all like up to interpretation. Absolutely. It's all, or just, it's just all our opinion. You know what I mean? Um, at the end of the day. Um, and so, you know, I think there's something to be said for that, but there's like, I don't, I don't think you should be like uh, remorseful about that, Joel, to be honest, like, I'm not and- remorseful. There's just definitely evidence on the internet that I've liked really <laughs> shitty movies. <laughs> you mean like X-Men Apocalypse? Sorry. I had to throw that one out there. <laughs> yeah, And you know, and, and the amazing Spider-Man yeah, too. But dude, you know? Hey, like- that's, 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 that's okay though. Like that's, that's, that's again, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but, um, you know, I do think that uh, I do think that um, it would be interesting to like maybe go back and like revisit some of these things like years or even in, uh, months later after. You know, like go uh, six months after and talk had, about I Rise mean, of Tower. If we had a time machine, I know that's what I'm saying, dude. We we have the uh, we have the ability. A superhero time machine. Yeah. That seems Indeed. like something that might be plausible. Yeah, it might be in, the, pretty, it might be in our time cool traveling future. Podcast. Might be in our time traveling future. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We've teased that one enough, yeah. and we got nothing for them. So it'll, it'll come someday. We do. But uh, yeah. But beyond that, we also learned that The Walking Dead is finally ending. Joel, I know you love the show. Me personally, I wrote an article. Um, I believe it was for Superhero Hype when when Rick left the show, and I was basically like, "There is no Walking Dead." without rick and the show won't last and here i am you know so that's my thought so we're gonna keep this hella short uh huge walking dead fan since the beginning of the comic book was really i almost said humped hyped for the show um (laughs) probably humped too who knows um i've loved the walking dead for a very long time um yes when you know they have made many mistakes on the show none quite as large as uh rick leaving I have actually heard in the last season or two, it's actually gotten really good again. You know, mm-hmm. in a 
in a post Rick world, you're not, you are, you are no longer following the comic books, so you can make up whatever you want. So I fully believe that it has gotten good. Um, but that does not mean that I'm interested in watching it. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I, I thought it would, was the show that would never end. It's finally ending, but you know, they've got two new spinoffs coming out from that finale. And then they have another spinoff, the world beyond that they announced at, uh, well, not announced, but they had a trailer for it at Comic-Con at home. So while The Walking Dead itself is ending, the universe will continue on. Uh, I guess just like rest in peace, all the characters that, you know, we've grown to love or hate throughout mm-hmm. the show. And who knows if they're going to branch off to the other shows like yeah. some of the original cast has already mm-hmm. done so. Um, I would not be surprised if that happened again. But yeah. uh, I guess just like RIP to the show that's been around since fucking what like t- like 2019 i think yeah. i don't know it's been a long time man 2020 yeah not 2019 but the 2009 yeah. um um yeah 2010. And, and to be fair like you're saying yeah. joel it's not really the end of the show but the characters will live on like one of the things i mentioned was doing a daryl and carol spinoff so there's that yeah exactly yeah so it's sad but you know who cares moving on i mean for me like i have watched more walking dead panels and i have episodes of the show you have it's true. so it's not uh, a huge loss for me but yeah. i was very glad to hear that they are doing the two spinoffs because now our our panels will be replaced yeah they'll still be in your hearts and your minds every year yeah. Comic Con. there we go okay cool so beyond <laughs> beyond that uh we also learned that we uh might be getting a silk tv show it's in development um, this one I actually hadn't heard much on, so when you guys sent this to me, I was kind of surprised by it. But uh, thoughts? Again, not much to say about it because there's not much to know about it. Yeah. There's no casting news. There's no nothing. It's just yeah. uh, a further uh, addition to the Sony universe. You know, we've got the Olivia Wilde movie um, that could be Spider-Woman, could be Spider-Gwen. Who knows? Um, this is just another block on the Jenga tower that's going to fall someday yeah guys remember when a morbius movie was coming out we haven't heard anything about it since good times <laughs> if good i times. never heard anything about it again i'd be fine with that i mean we'll see but uh yeah i mean again there's not much to say on this but uh something you know that could hopefully be good in the future yeah i guess so okay moving on yeah, <laughs> yeah final topic <laughs> final topic here we go we learned today that that as Joel pointed out earlier, whoa, one of whoa, 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 whoa. let's do before let's let's hit a little bit of Chadwick Boseman before we hit back. Oh yeah, topic. absolutely. Sorry, I forgot yeah. we hadn't even done that yet. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we really we got on this really good groove of like weekly podcast releases, and then uh, some things went down with some houses and some mold. Um, <laughs> so it's been a little bit of time, um, <laughs> but in that time, Chadwick Boseman died, and it. Uh, for us, for us at least, it was really out of nowhere. Shocking um, is the word I'd use. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't public knowledge that he had this cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think I can speak for all of us when we say it's heartbreaking, um, because he, you know, I feel like we all looked up to him as a performer and enjoyed his performances, and he seemed to be a good guy, also. Um, I completely understand why he kept it private. Um, but I mean, for me, it's just, it's, 
it, it's been a further inspiration because I consider someone, the, sorry, I consider myself someone who is very good at persevering and being persistent to get what I want in like a good way as far as like mm-hmm. career goes <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it kind of reminded me that, you know, to, to keep doing that, keep going because he did that, you know, he pushed through one of the hardest things in the world to live with mm-hmm. and look how much he did in I such know. a short amount of time know, while it's... being incredibly sick. Yep. It's pretty, like, it's pretty staggering. You know, once you look yeah. back knowing that it's like, man, and no one knew yeah. like, <laughs> even the people he worked with yep. didn't know. Yep. Only his inner so, circle and his family apparently were the yeah. ones who knew. Yeah. So like Mar like for instance, Marvel didn't even know, you know, Ryan Coogler had no idea. That's you what know? I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would assume you wouldn't get the role if they knew I, you're if they knew you were uh, gonna die. Exactly. Soon. Well exactly. To, to be fair, he got the role before he was diagnosed. Um he got it in twenty fourteen and he was apparently diagnosed in twenty sixteen. Oh, um, okay. so he had already been cast, but nevertheless, um I mean, it's, I still think things would have changed with him, even yeah. if he wasn't recast at the time. Yeah, I think his involvement would have been lighter. And, and yeah, well, and you know, I think part of the reason why he didn't say anything was because from from all that I've heard and read is that he felt very confident, you know, about being able to overcome the cancer oh, and yeah. to to, I mean, to you, never you know want to think you're gonna. You know, yeah. Um, I don't want to say lose because it's not a you know. Yeah. Um, you like you don't ever think that you won't make it you know what i mean yeah. you always want to make it so yep. i i agree with that sentiment as well and you know him him being the fucking king you know yep. i i i completely understand why he had that thought process as well <laughs> uh it's unfortunate that he didn't um make it uh you know but as yeah. as, as we've seen in black panther there is a place for him beyond yep. so exactly i also yeah. think it serves as a reminder to everyone to like Maybe think before you speak about other people well, a little bit more because of, you know, all the things the last, honestly, the last few years of people kind of hating on him and his attitude at some or her, his perceived attitude of like being over like Wakanda forever or whatever. Like, yeah. clearly you didn't know what he was going through and Agreed. what he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you have had cancer, if you have been close to anyone who has cancer, you know how physically taxing that is so the mm-hmm. fact that he still was out doing press talking to people doing all of this stuff like making yeah, action he's gonna movies be tired yeah. he's gonna be tired so yeah. his face is not gonna be smiling 24 yeah. 7 he does wakanda forever but like yeah. if you go watch anything he did in regards to that and fans like that video that was circulating recently where he surprised a bunch of fans who were leaving messages for him that was a great yeah. one yeah like, that i mean he cared he loved it yeah absolutely he, was just tired so like and then when he lost all the weight like yeah just chill guys yeah, people Come are making on. fun of the way he looked online it's like dude, yeah fuck, i know like, how, and how fucking dare also, you also yeah. maybe he was losing weight for a role like you don't you don't know yeah like people do that all the time so mm-hmm. calm down <laughs> absolutely well i mean i'm glad you pointed that out lauren because that was my big takeaway is like you know you never know what what people what battles people are fighting what people are going through in their lives and like i think it's just a reminder to um, to be nice to people and to, to be understanding of, of what people are going through. And, you know, you may not be privy to all that information, but, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a sobering reality check in that, in that regard. 
Um, so, you know, for me, like I, you know, it was obviously a shock, but I think the, the, the biggest thing that I took away from it was that I realized after the fact was like, what a pure performer he was. You know what I mean? For me, it's definitely on that level of like Anton Heath, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like all these pure actors that, had, Bro, why you gotta bring up Anton right now? I know, Come but on. seriously, like that had so Come much on. gas left in the tank, and you know, Chadwick was one of those actors. that's like, you know, we're, at least me, I was like, we're gonna be watching this guy like winning Oscars for the next like it's thirty or forty make years. Twenty one you know? bridges. I mean, to be honest, like <laughs> every gonna, I'm gonna watch it now. Absolutely, and every <laughs> performance that he gave is like there's a whole different context to it, you yeah. know. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the thing that 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 I took away the most that was 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 how um, eloquently and how powerfully he took that news of something that's totally... Like, he could have been like, fuck y'all, like, I'm done. I'm just going to go live my life and you know, do whatever I'm going to do. And he was like, yeah, no, man. like, I'm going to continue working. I'm going to continue being an inspiration for people. Um, didn't fucking cha- give up. Changing people's lives, always being positive, like, being that role model for so many young kids of color and and just kids in general um and yo jackie robinson and black panther dude jackie robinson black panther freaking james brown yeah. marshall thurgood uh, thurgood i don't know how you pronounce thurgood that i mean Thur- thank you god i don't see i'm all fucking backwards today thurgood marshall <laughs> um you know even in the five bloods which i actually didn't even mention um, on what we've been watching so good in that you know and just a short it's a small little role but so powerful um, Taylor, look over your right shoulder real quick. Up top, the poster behind you, right next yeah, to the Yeah, my Black Panther poster, exactly. Black Panther, baby. And, uh, you know, that that even that takes on another level of significance. Like, that's a poster I'll probably keep up there forever now, you know? Because, well, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm the type of guy that, like, just switch, switches my posters every now and then. But Wait, hang on. Where, where, where... Oh, yeah, I see him. There he is in the middle. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, someone who just had such a big impact and it's just so sad to see, you know, um, to, to see that happen to someone like that. Uh, so I don't know if there's much more to say, at least from my perspective, but, uh, but you know, he will be missed and, and rest in power, man. He was a king. I will say Wakanda forever is, is yep. what I'll say. Yep. Yeah. Absolute uh, fucking boss quick, level shit. Quick asterisks on this just because I got to say it. Everybody on the earth deserves compassion and love and understanding. Absolutely. Unless you're a Nazi, yeah. and you can go fuck yourself. Or Donald Trump. Valid. You're a f- fucking. Well, there he is, is a Nazi, so yeah. mm-hmm. there is no there is no tolerance for intolerance. Yep. Sorry. And I yep. feel like I feel like Chadwick would approve that message. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so while we're on the Marvel tip, I guess we'll get finally get into the main topic. Um, moving on to something crazier. Moving yeah. on to another powerful African American actor. Yep. Moving Marvel's on to the just MCU. Marvel's just just keeps on a rolling. Um. Today, we learned that uh, Jonathan Majors, the gentleman who was um, in Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft Country, as you pointed out, he was also really, really, really good in uh, The Five Bloods. He has a, a really nice supporting role in that, and as well as as, as uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I believe yeah. I mentioned last week when we talked about, yeah. or last time with Lovecraft Country. So last for me, week. this is super exciting to see him in the MCU, Yeah, but apparently... <laughs> Sorry about that. My phone started ringing, but apparently he's been cast as none other than Kang the Conqueror in Ooh, of all buddy. movies, Ant Man three. Yes, i I understand a lot of the confusion on why would you introduce such an important character in a movie like Ant Man three? 
Uh, not the most prestigious of the franchises under the MCU umbrella, mm-hmm. but if you think about Ant-Man and the Wasp and you think about the quantum realm and you think about possible future villains and possible future heroes, we're going to get to see introducing someone like Kang, who is a time traveler, into the quantum realm, which, look, while they didn't quite tackle exactly what it was in Endgame, they did introduce it for the sake of time travel. Uh, Kang the Conqueror is a time-traveling villain, and if you're going to use that to introduce him via the quantum realm, why not use that to also introduce the Fantastic Four, Mm -hmm. who is a big counterpart to Kang the Conqueror. Um, So, you know, while... I think it's a genius play, okay? You don't want to introduce the Fantastic Four cold with a new villain. You know what I mean? MCU's always about building shit up from the ground up. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're going to sneak them in there at the same time you're sneaking in the Fantastic Four in the quantum realm, and then you're going to watch them both grow and fight each other at the same time. I love it. I love it. And while I was saying I was falling asleep during Lovecraft Country, Jonathan Majors is the best part of that fucking show. He's so oh. good, dude. He's such a good actor. He really is. That was my soapbox. <laughs> Joel's soapbox. I think it's genius. To I think, I think the Ant-Man, look, he was a big part of Endgame. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, yeah. he was the only, you know, he was one of the only ones to survive the snap because he was in the quantum realm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, we've seen them do really good stuff with that character and that ip even though it might not be the most popular of all of the characters they've done a lot of important things through him absolutely Um, yeah uh, and so yeah and so i see no reason why they can't make this as fucking amazing as any other thing that they've done yeah through paul rudd yeah i mean on the contrary i think it's actually that this this ant-man sub franchise if you will like certainly deserves like a big third movie because for for all intents and purposes the first two were kind of like almost like tertiary stories that are kind of setting up elements of, you know, the universe that need to be established, but not really high stakes stories, you know? So it's like to really involve Ant-Man in a a solo movie in that way is, is, is exciting. Lauren, what say you? Yeah, I, I agree. I, um, (laughs) I was saying earlier that like my knowledge of, Kang yeah. uh, pretty much only comes from Lego Marvel superheroes. Yeah, yeah. So far, um, so I don't have a, a huge knowledge of his backstory or, or anything as far as comics go, um, and like who he <laughs> interacts with or anything. But he doesn't have um, any notable like superpowers. He's not. He's not a Thanos who's super right. strong, super endurable. He's just a genius who may or may actually not be related to Reed Richards. Um, and he discovers time travel and just decides to, as the name implies, King the Conqueror. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I agree. I, I, with the, you know, what you guys were saying about, you know, making eight man, a, a three kind of a bigger movie for that trilogy. Um, I'm excited for that because I do love those movies. Um, I thought I thought both one and two were pretty solid, yeah. and I love Paul Rudd. So, yeah. um, and then yeah, I mean, if he can carry over, like you were saying, Joel, to Fantastic Four or whatever it may be, like I think it it 
the idea of bridging the gaps between you know kind of the trilogies that we're closing out and ways to introduce the new characters that we've that we know are coming at some point uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, taylor and i had a little bit of chat before you got on uh the zoom of like thanos was obviously like the infinity saga villain right but we had um you know we had other villains you know we had zemo who's you know he's gonna get his limelight soon as well but um you know we had ultron um yeah so mm-hmm. i was posing the question of um and i have my own my own answer to this but um is king the conqueror the new thanos is he the new saga villain or is he or is he another ultron or like an ultron 1.5 where like he's not just one movie but he's not the thanos you know what i mean like what, yeah like yeah. i want to hear what you guys think about how long is kang gonna be this big bad is he tied into other villains maybe that i'll talk about um yeah uh, your opinions on such well, before we go into that, I think it's important to establish that Kang is essentially like a time traveler from the future. Like he's from like the yes. 30th or 31st century. So I think there's something to be said about how that can be integrated and sort of like drawn out as opposed to like just being a one off thing. Um, but Lauren, I'd love to hear your thoughts first and then I can go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it would be cool to have him pop up and I you know in in multiple movies with multiple like multiple different uh foes not even necessarily all avengers like you were saying with fantastic four um i think it would also be cool to see as a time traveler kind of see him out of sequence maybe out of his sequence yeah um throughout you know the future movies uh Mm -hmm. i think that could be pretty cool yeah yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, he's basically Kang is like, and I, I only know this because I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. Um, bam, yeah. bam. Um, no, is he's essentially um, a possible descendant of Reed, of Reed Richards. So that's kind of where I the s- Fantastic Four. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, just I'm just confirming that. it. But essentially, what <laughs> happens is he tries to return to the 31st century. He overshoots by a thousand years, and then he sort of discovers like a war, like um post-apocalyptic war torn earth almost like a skynet kind of you know war Mm. um and he basically like conquers the planet um but he this world is dying so he's like oh i'm gonna go back in time and conquer the planet when it's fertile um and so that's a good planet yeah so that's basically where like his backstory in the comics and and how he eventually ends up coming face to face with the avengers nice yeah. So for me personally, I think I think Kang is actually like a really smart way to introduce all of these things. Um, and I do think I prescribed to the, to the sort of 1.5 kind of theory that you were talking about, Joel, where I just, I, I just came up with that on the fly. Yeah. Don't. Where it's like, you know, you could definitely introduce him in here and maybe he just, you know, pops in and out of wormholes even, you know, at certain points in the movie. Who knows how they're going to do that? But yeah. point being is, you know, you can sort of have him make appearances and then, you know, not necessarily like what I think about almost is, you know, obviously that was Thanos, but kind of how they had like a couple scenes with Thanos in Guardians. But it's it's not really his movie. That's just kind of a little um, thing that they have going in there. I honestly think that he's not going to be the big bad of Ant-Man 3. Like, I think he's going to be introduced somehow. Um, but I think ultimately, like, there's a lot going on in that movie. I just don't think they can pull that off. 
whether he affects the plot or not, I think would definitely be a smart thing to have that integrated into the story. But, um, you know, I think it's more so just like getting the character introduced earlier so that they don't have to do all that legwork when he actually comes into the story. And, you know, time, like a cinema, cinematic universe wise, at least. Yeah, I think the big bad for A-Man 3 will be the harsh realm of the quantum realm, not necessarily a thing mm-hmm. or a person. Uh, no, I guess it is that a could thing, be interesting. but not a, a person. And yeah, I think Kang may be like the villain of the quantum realm, but the villain of the whole movie will be like the quantum realm. Totally. Um, and, you know, you can also get in... Sense. You could also get into, I don't know if they're going to do this, but if they get into the whole alternate versions of yeah. people, especially because if he's time, time traveling, like, you know, for instance, in, in this movie, maybe we get like some weird ultimate version of Kang, but that's not like the original Kang that we end up seeing late, you know, things like that, that could be done, yeah. like quantum physics and all this shit that, you know, it's, you mean like it's, Thanos who sees himself say, I am inevitable. Yeah. And then he steals that line from himself in the final act. Exactly. He's not the same Thanos that said that. No. He saw himself say that and go, mm-hmm. damn, that was cool. Yeah. He's like, bro, I, I did a good job on that one. I'm um, going to fucking use that. <laughs> right. So, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that could be done. And it, it ultimately depends on like what they're trying to do with the story and how it's going to play into the larger picture. So. We'll see, but I, you know, I, I, I think Jonathan Majors, like, just literally just looking at his face, you're like, he looks like Kang. Like, almost, I mean, he's oh, yeah, kind of got put like the that. Little, like, Lego helmet on him because that looks like a Lego head. Yeah, exactly. And it's just fucking him, man. Yeah, it's and great. he's, he's got kind of got that square jaw, and, you know, he just really, it, it's, it's, it's pitch perfect casting as, as always with Marvel. Yeah, man. I mean, I subscribe to the theory that Doctor Doom is going to be the architect for Secret Wars, which I think mm-hmm. we'll also be getting at some point. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see maybe, and we all know that the Silver Surfer is a Herald of Galactus, but um, if we're introducing the Fantastic Four and we're introducing Kang at the same time, and this is my own theory, not, you know, I'm like pretending that my own theory is true. Um, I would love to see maybe Kang as like another Herald of Galactus. You know what I mean? Like maybe he doesn't just have the Silver Surfer. He's got multiple people. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many planets out there to eat. You got to have more than one herald yeah if 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 you only have one herald what the fuck are you doing with your life you know yep. what i mean um, exactly valid yep. yeah so and i would love to see galactus be the saga villain and mm-hmm. have him have maybe dr doom and kang as these two heralds for him yeah absolutely and you know it, it's it's important to note that at one point kang is a part of secret wars like i believe he's on right. the villain sort of team uh yeah. on the on the first one but um but, you know, that would actually work out perfectly where you can sort of have him be this, like like I said, I see him as kind of like an Ultron-esque villain where yeah. maybe it's that same kind of like mid-tier villain, like not low level, but not the, you know, the big emperor, bad, bad, you know, whatever you want to call him. But um, then you could also bring him back, too, because one of the things that, that, that the MCU hasn't really done very well is like bring a lot of these villains back, you know, almost... Um, almost paying those it's almost like they could almost do their kind of own sinister six in a certain respect yeah um with the villains that they've set up in the mcu as opposed to you know all the spider-man characters so i could see something like that being a possibility but you know again at this point it's all conjecture so we would be getting zemo soon if you know it wasn't fucking coronavirus but yeah i mean that shows uh, yeah, like... they haven't really brought a lot of them back and actually that's one of my early criticisms of the infinity saga was that like Thanos was so he was so sprinkled through and I I think it was too sparse like 
he was like kind he was like there once and he was kind of there and then he was like there you know what i mean like i would have loved a little bit more of him throughout it um so yeah, yeah so time travel really helps yeah I think, so this is King. he can be when whenever wherever the fuck he wants yeah so this is really interesting too it says after all the secret wars stuff kang actually diverges into two alternate kangs and one is invited to join the cross time kang corpse uh, which consists of a wide range of Kangs from multiple timelines who are searching for the Celestials. So it's basically like the Citadel of Ricks, but with Kangs. Yeah, I, of, of of course that exists. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, man. I Look, let's take some bets right now. Uh, let's just say Kang is 1.5 Ultron. Um, Doctor Doom or Galactus as uh, the saga villain? It depends if you're using Kang to do to introduce Fantastic Four. I say go with Doom, and then you can use Galactus in like the next next Infinity Saga, whatever you want to call it. Okay, Lauren. Oh, yeah, really stretch it out. I mean, with those two, they're gonna run out of people at some point. You can only get so celestial. That's very think- true. I don't think you can stretch out the Fantastic Four cast across another saga, though. You know, like we didn't get to keep a lot of these actors from this saga um we kept a few but we that's fair we didn't get them all that's fair so is i but here's the thing is like i was about to say like, is doom kind of like the civil war but like i don't want to have him for that small of a time you know what i mean yeah. uh yeah i don't know yeah we'll I'm gonna see say, i'm gonna say galactus yeah yeah i think yeah galactus i mean this is the big yeah, I mean that's that's I think I'd have to lean towards that too. Even though like I mentioned to you Joel, like Doom could be like the 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 big bad in his own like freaking six yeah. oh, t- two trilogies of movies if you wanted. Like yeah. that character is that complex, but um for the sake of the MCU, I think I'd have to agree with that as well. I mean, I want to see Doom and I think we're going to I I do think we're going to get a Secret Wars movie, but I think Secret Wars will be more of a two-parter better civil war than it is an mm-hmm. infinity war and an end game yeah. so i think we'll get kang i think we'll get a doctor doom secret wars movie which is a, also a two-parter and then i think the infinity war end game uh will be galactus yeah yeah that would make sense to me yeah i, I mean look if it all comes out to be that way. Everyone who listens to this owes me a hundred bucks. Uh, Sweet. But if not, then you owe not, us a hundred bucks. No, no. But if not, then I don't know. <laughs> then I don't know you anything. It's uh, funny how that works. If I lose, I'll get a Galactus well, tattoo. But- and I yeah. have no, and I have no qualms with doing that. You're like, I'll just do it now. He said, "Everyone listening to this." So I think T and I, you are, yeah, you and I are off the hook for that. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I know Taylor likes to re-listen to things he does, so Taylor might listen to this episode. Joel, again, I don't know why so. you're trying to drive away our listeners, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? They should uh, they should want to always tattoo me with more bullshit. That's you know true. I mean? That's true. But the odds that this happens the way I just said it is 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 so yeah, low. It is. It's slim to none. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I think that's it. Why, why don't you guys yeah. let us know mm. uh, who you think the villains are going to be? And if it's not Galactus, just shut up. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> let me know who you think it is, but also to tell me why you think it's Galactus. Yeah, uh, we'd love to hear Taylor, your guys' thoughts. <laughs> Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can currently find me on Twitter.com at Taylor Salen, doing stuff, writing things. One of the only people who consistently likes my tweets. Indeed. <laughs> Lauren, where can everybody find you on the internet? 
I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on the Instagram. Um, and you, yeah, well, hang on a second. That's about it right now. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> Nothing else big going on. As far on. as where to find <laughs> yeah. if some, well, no, uh, unless can, you happen to be in London. Yeah, yeah. Like if they looked at your tweets today, it would be Pacific time. What well, what if they looked at your tweets tomorrow? Well, tomorrow they'd be tomorrow Pacific would still too. be Pacific. What if they looked at your tweets on Wednesday? Probably by the time this comes out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it would be London time. Oh yeah, shit! Everyone's moving to London, everybody. Woo! So Skype casts are here to stay for a yeah. bit, guys. COVID be damned. Yeah. God damn it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll do the best with what we're given, right? Yeah. That's all anybody can do. Yep. Don't worry. Still be casting. Absolutely. Figure out time differences and everything. It's all good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's you gonna won't be interesting. Know any different, dear listeners. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be some late night cast, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find me everywhere on the internet at I'm the LA Nerd, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I just released a Dune trailer, as I said. Uh also Fan Theory TV has for some reason hired me. I'm doing uh <laughs> Firefly reactions for them. Um, you, I, some dude commented on the second video we posted and he was like, I just want to see the girl's reaction. I don't care about this guy. And he's in for a rude surprise when he realizes we already filmed everything, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's about oh, it. Uh, I hope to see you all in the next episode later. Nerds. Peace out guys. Bye.